The next supporter of the podcast is RX Bar. RX Bar is the company that I work for full time, as you probably all know by now. And we're the makers of that cool protein bar that you look at and it has all the ingredients on the front. And then we say there's no BS as well. Um, you guys got to check it out if you haven't tried an RX bar before. Um, all of our ingredients are right there on our packaging. We don't lie about any of the shit that goes into most other protein bars. And we tell how it is right on the front. We have protein bars for adult. We call them adult bars, but just the normal RX bar. We have a kid's line, which is fantastic. Minis, which is smaller RX bars for those of you who you know want a smaller snack. We have a nut butter line of single serve and multi-serve flavors. Um, we launched a layers bar, which is a combination of a protein or the RX bar and a nut butter layer on top. And then we also have RX oats. So think better for you oatmeal with egg whites and higher protein. So give it a shot. The link is in the bio. And thanks RX bar for supporting the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Simply Finance with Shane White. I am pumped today. You know, it's Friday, and this is a fun topic for me. Um, I'm just going to jump right in. Uh, if you guys haven't seen my previous episode, it was an interview um, number 13 of my Founders series with Denise Woodard of Partake Foods. I would highly suggest going back and listening to that episode. She's doing something really cool uh, with allergen-free food, and I think she's got a ton of runway, and she's had a ton of success in 2020. So for any of you who are interested in starting your own company, especially in food, um, that was a very, very insightful conversation, and I think you guys would enjoy it. For today's episode, um, this is not going to be an interview. This is another one just with me. So again, if you're someone who loves these, then keep on listening. If you are only interested in the interviews, then like I said, there are plenty that have been posted recently that I think all of you can enjoy. So today, what's the topic? Um, one of the things that was um, a key motivation for me to finally kick off the Simply Finance with Shane White platform was my own personal experience with going through uh, you know, getting a college degree, graduating, starting to work in corporate America, and realizing that there is an enormous gap, uh, a learning curve for anyone who goes through that process. And not to point fingers at, um, you know, anyone or any institution that I've, you know, had the pleasure and honestly, the privilege of being a part of and, you know, growing up in the high school I went to, I felt like did a great job of, of trying to, um, you know, talk to you through opportunities, um, beyond high school. But, and then I think even in my time, uh, at university, uh, at Purdue, uh, they did a good job of, of giving you paths that you can go through in school. But one of the key things that I walked away from, and as obvious enough, uh, I walked away with a finance degree. One of the things that just confused the hell out of me was that how could I be someone who's leaving, you know, the university level with a bachelor's degree uh, and spent four years and a ton of money um, and gone and now I'm like ready for the workforce, yet I don't know what I'm really signing up for. 
And to give you guys a little more context, um, when I say that, I just mean it from like a finance lens. So I'm going to back up a little bit and walk you guys kind of through how it worked for me and and how honestly I think it's worked for most of my friends um, and people that I'm acquaintances with. Uh, and you know, everyone's got their own personal situation. Um, everyone has their own, um, you know, situation as far as like how they're going to fund school if that's a route you go. And in this conversation and in this tool, you'll see has lots of uses and not just for folks who go through the same path that I did. But I think um, there's lots of different ways to use this tool. And, I, and I'll get into more of what this tool is and how you guys can get your hands on it and all that fun stuff in a little bit. But if I back up, one of the things that was interesting to me is, you know, uh, my parents instilled that going to college wasn't really a choice. It was something I was going to do, and I think that's uh, it's pretty it's pretty consistent across many different parts of our country today. Um, and uh, one of the things that that does is, you know, as a young, you know, at that point, what seventeen year old um, in my senior year of college, trying to decide what you want to go into. So, like, what degree do you want to go into? Now, I mean, now looking back on it, it's twelve years ago. Uh, I turned 29 this weekend. So 12 years ago, I had to sit down and make that decision. Uh, you know, that's a year after getting my driver's license. Um, that's what, four years before I'm allowed to drink alcohol legally. Uh, you're deciding a key part of your future at such a young age. And what's interesting about that is depending on your situation and, and, you know, scholarships or parents helping you with school or you having to pay for school partially or entirely, or you having to work while you're in college just to pay for college, you know, everyone's got very, very drastically different situations. But either way, you're put into a position where you have to make a decision on what you want to do and not just what you want to do, but where you want to learn about that. So for me, you know, I had a handful of schools. To be honest, if I think back, um, it's funny now. Uh, you know, I don't regret going to Purdue whatsoever. It was four of the the best years of my life. Uh, I have memories that I'll have forever. I met my wife there. Um, it's been a you know an important and pivotal decision in my life that's turned into some amazing different things. Um, but for me, you know, I was a really big sports fan, so I was really into Purdue sports uh, through high school, and then that was a really big um, driver for me in the, you know, final stages of deciding between a few schools, I really feel like I landed on Purdue and decided to go with Purdue, not because maybe even that was actually the one school I didn't get a major scholarship from. Um, but I just loved the campus. I loved the atmosphere when I was there and I loved, uh, the, the sports teams and I wanted to be there and be a part of it. So long story short, you know, by making that decision for me, actually end up saving some money, right? I decided to go to an in-state school, uh, you know, didn't get the scholarship, but I was in state. So my tuition and yearly expenses were, you know, a lot less than even if I would have gone to, you know, a school up the road in Chicago, or if I would have gone to the East Coast or the West Coast, uh, I paid a, you know, a drastically lower amount. But again, you know, me and a, a few of my friends, even from high school, decided to go to Purdue. So let's just put this out there on the table here and, and talk through this. So I go and I want to go into finance. Um, I have another friend who wanted to be a doctor. So he was going into biology and the sciences. Um, I have another friend who wanted to become a teacher. And so all three of us just walking into Purdue day one 
and obviously again this is not just because you're deciding on a route does it by no means mean you're you know you have a ceiling or you're capping out how much money you can make by going into a, into a field anyone can innovate or create their own destiny their own career path through a million different ways but as far as when you first get out of school uh, all three of us walked into purdue um I think all of us actually had relatively the same amount of scholarship money, relatively the same, and it was all minimal. And then, but all three of us technically were picking majors that had very different financial ramifications when we got out the other end in four years. And why that's important is because, and this is what this whole episode is about and what I'll get into is you don't necessarily always know that. I think when you go in, like even myself, I didn't even know all the different jobs uh, that I could get into with finance. Like back then I had no idea what investment banking was. I had no idea what some of the like higher end, you know, finance, um, career opportunities were when I went into finance, I took a couple of accounting class, accounting, excuse me, classes in high school and knew I could be an accountant if I really wanted to. Um, and that was kind of the depth of it. And then, you know, I had a friend who he was going, going into biology. So, you know, that kind of, leaves the door wide open for a variety of opportunities, but he wanted to be a doctor. So I think right away it was like, well, I want to go into finance. You know, I don't know how much money I can really make. I and mean, some people might've known that I definitely didn't. Um, and then, you know, he wants to be a doctor. So he's thinking the sky's the limit. And I have another friend who wants to be a teacher. And I think right away he knew most likely, unless he did something creative eventually, um, that he's not going to bring home a ton of money. Right. But either way, we're all signing up for similar amounts of debt. And then again, Let's back up. All of us had very different situations at home uh, as far as how much our families were going to fund. So there's lots of variables for anyone going into that part of your life. Um, but one thing that was frustrating to me when I got out, so fast forward four years, I get a job. You know, I, I was, uh, you know, it's my first salary job. I was lucky enough um, to get the opportunity. So I definitely like am very thankful for. The internships I had that turned into a career opportunity, uh, you know, it was an extremely hard company to get into, and I was I was proud to have it. And I remember signing the paper and being like, "This feels like a ton of money." Is it a ton of money? I, hard hard to know. I don't. I really didn't have a good group of people that we were all that we were like maybe like not necessarily open with what all of our salaries were. So for me, it was hard to know uh, if this was a good out of college salary to take on but you know going from working at you know a car wash and um a golf course doing like banquets and uh um maintenance in the summers and making you know what i forget what i was making probably 10 12 bucks an hour to then signing up for a salary was pretty nice and i remember being really excited about it and then and then you know in that fall i had worked in the summer and i've been working for a few months and I remember getting the bill in the mail, or not a bill, but it was like a notification in the mail that my student loans, starting in a few months, I'll start having to pay the monthly fee on them. And I remember opening that up, and they had like a link that you could go to, and it was all on the computer. So I like went to the website and typed in all my information and pulled it up. And I remember having the conversation with my parents. So I knew, I knew there was, you know, I knew I was borrowing money, obviously, and we had had those conversations. Um, but then I remember seeing the total that I owed and just kind of being awestruck 
um, I don't think I had ever just sat down and thought about, you know, you're taking on this amount of money in debt. I don't think that was ever something that at the, you know, even going into my last year of school that I like stopped and sat down and thought about and was like, when I get out of here, I got to pay this back and I got to pay this much back, which talking to a lot of friends, um, I actually was on the lower end of what I owed. I had plenty of friends that had three, four, five times the amount of student loan debt that I had, which is wild and astronomical when I think back on it. Um, and I, you know, I'm lucky enough that I've, uh, that, uh, I've been able to pay mine off since then. And, uh, but I have a lot of friends who still are making hefty payments on their student loans and will for a while. So again, I'm giving all of you guys this story and this background, um, to kind of tee up what was obviously at that day when I, when I opened that and figured out what I owed was a frustration But then the next thing here that I'm about to walk through is why I feel like there is such a need for this and it's so important. And one of the key motivations for me of wanting to spread um, financial understanding to everyone, not just finance people, but people of all walks of life and all different disciplines of your work, Um, anyone and everyone should be able to understand some of these simple things in personal finance and investing in broader finance and startups and everything. Um, it shouldn't be so hard to understand and figure out, and it should be something that everyone gets walked through. So what happens after that? So that day, obviously I find out what I owe and it's, it's, you know, a lot more money than I expected. So at that point as well, you know, I was, I actually lived at home for the first year after, uh, starting work and graduating from college. So I was able to, you know, thankfully, thanks to my parents, save a lot of, uh, of money and I was at that point kind of getting used to a monthly cadence of, um, you know, what my paychecks look like, how much of that goes to 401k. I actually had started. That's when I started to invest with a group of buddies at my first job who I'm you know, obviously still uh, still friends with today. And we still talk about investments today. And, um, you know, that was the that, at that point. So I had started to really understand, like, where my money was going. Um, me and my now wife, Kelly, at that point, you know, she was still at Purdue. So I was driving back to Purdue a lot of weekends and, uh, spending those, you know, weekends with her and her friends. And even some of my friends who are still at Purdue, like my sister, my sister was still at Purdue. Um, so lots of weekends at Purdue, actually, I felt like a fifth year student without any classes, you know, going to the bars on the weekends and games and stuff. And, um, so at yeah, at this point, you know, I, I see now like this is like my monthly budget, right? I kind of had put a rough budget together at that point. Um, I had gotten really into that. I really hadn't done much of that while I was in college. A lot of this that I'm really, you know, I would say a little more mature now in my processes now that I've been doing it for a while. Um, weren't that way while I was in college. But when I got out, really started budgeting and learning how that works. So then to get this surprise that I had a... Um, you know, a bill due uh, each month going forward, excuse me, to pay back my student loans. Uh, you know, that was a hit to my plan. Uh, at that point, you know, I am, uh, you know, like I said, getting used to what a monthly expenditures look like. I'm able to save extra, thankfully, because I lived at home. Um, and, you know, there were other things I was wanting to plan on doing uh, with the money. and But I had never leading up to this point, known A, what the true total dollar value um, of what I was going to owe was, number one. And then number two, I didn't know what that would equate down to as a monthly payment. So 
I'm just going to use fun numbers here, okay? But like, let's just let's just say I was making a thousand dollars a month, and at that point, you know, I had budgeted out the rest. So you know, you have money to groceries, or you have money to your gym, or you have money to gas, you have money to you know spend on a few things here and there, and you have all that figured out, and then to get a surprise um, that you now you owe two hundred and fifty dollars a month for your student loans, uh, starting, you know, let's say January 1st for someone, depending on how much you make. And this is where I'm saying from the beginning, it's important to know this and know what career or what industry you're going into. Cause $250 to someone who's making a thousand dollars a month is an enormous amount. It's 25% of their take home pay. And that's what it felt like to me when I started paying, when I got my first student loan bill, I remember being like, shit, this is a lot of money a month. I did not plan well for this. Or Maybe it wasn't that I didn't plan well for this. I just wasn't mentally ready or prepared for it. And it's interesting because I, then I started thinking back. I'm like, if I would have known this is how much it cost me to go to Purdue. And it didn't matter if I went in for, you know, a communications degree or a um, engineering degree or, a you know, a degree to, to go to med school or a finance degree, if it all costs the same did I make the best decision? And, and and now that I have a degree and now that I'm working full time, did I do the right thing? I mean, honestly, I questioned a lot of that right away because, you know, first of all, I'm fresh into a career. So it's, it's challenging. It's hard. You don't know what you're doing completely. And so you're already, you know, having tough, long days trying to like, you know, just get started with your career. That's tough. That's a tough time for anybody. And then on top of it to have this enormous expense, uh, it's a lot. So that's my story. Um, and that's, that's kind of where, I mean, honestly, ever since then, I actually, me and one of my cousins, uh, had a business idea to kind of turn, um, start a business around making this process better for everybody. It ended up not turning into anything, but it's always kind of been a spark in the back of my head as something that I wish I could help others with. It's something I wish I could, um, you know, improve or innovate, or honestly just fix, because I think it's an enormous problem. And to summarize all this, really the keys here are, I don't think it's right that high school students that go on to college, sign up to go to a college, and number one, probably at that age, don't fully comprehend the amount of money they're taking on, especially if they're getting some help from their family. If they're getting help from their family like myself, I mean, it's a blessing to be able to have that help. But if you're not paying the bill every month on every detail of your life once you leave home, you're obviously not going to be as focused on it. For those people who um, you know had to take fully on that burden right away, or maybe work in college, even pay their you know their monthly things, like that's a ton of pressure and probably forced a lot of people to grow up a lot faster than even I had to do. Um, and what's interesting though is, so you go off to college, you sign up for all this debt. Then you get out after spending four years on a degree or maybe even longer if you stayed and got a master's or an MBA or whatever. And um, then you get out and you start making money. And then you get the, you know, you get your uh, student loan amount and you start seeing that monthly payment. None of that is given to you before you start. And what I think needs to change and what needs to happen is someone who, let's just say myself, is a senior in college. I should be able to be like, okay, I think I'm going to go get a finance degree. Let me map out all the places I'm interested in going, figure out how much that's going to cost, split that out between how much my parents are going to help, how much I'm going to have to pay for, 
run the have this have something that runs those numbers for you so you can see the total amount that you're going to owe when you get out okay then break that down into what it costs it'll cost you per month over you know the life of the loan so let's say you get out and you borrowed $30,000 and you owe $250 for the next 10 years let's just those are fun numbers Let's just say that's that's what this tells you. So that would be like, okay, I'm a senior in high school. I think I'm going to go, if I go to Purdue, that's what it'll cost me. That's what I'll owe a month when I get out. Now, if I'm going to go into finance, this is what the average salary is. Just the median or the you know mean salary range um, that someone in, with this type of degree has. And you know that's, that's going to be a key part right there, depending on where you go to work in the country depending on the certain the specific companies you go to that can drastically change the range but there should be a way to simplify that down and at least get an average and then from there you can start to calculate what your uh, monthly income will look like right so then you can be like hey I'm gonna be a finance you know analyst when I get out I'm gonna work in Indiana this is the average salary for that which you know a lot of that is available on the internet today so that's nothing that's you know hard to find now. And then you can back into what your monthly salary will probably look like when you get started. And then make sure that your monthly salary and the amount your student loans are going to cost you isn't um, crippling. I think that's just like the key right there is to make sure that that's not too drastic um, to, to make sure you can cover that cost. That to me is a tool that is not currently available. It's a tool that um, I've been thinking about for a long time. And to give all of you a sneak peek, that's a tool that I'm working on creating, and I actually want to give it out for free to all of my audience, um, especially to start off for these initial listeners. Uh, I want you guys to all have this for free. And I've been talking this whole time, this whole episode about people who are in high school going to go through the college experience and then work in corporate America. This tool, though, can be used for anyone. It can be used for that, definitely. It can be used for anyone who even doesn't want to go to uh, you know a normal college or university, but you want to take on money in some way, shape, or form for training. It could be the same way for even using it. Um, you know, if you want to start a company and you want to borrow money and you got to pay it back, what revenue do you need to bring in? So, what would your you know instead of monthly take home pay from a salary for a company, what kind of sales do you need to generate to offset the the loan that you're borrowing to start this business? It could be for someone who you know is a professional like myself who wants to go back to school and get an MBA and tries to, you know, you want to figure out how much you need to make with your MBA to make the uh, cost of the degree make sense. That's another great use for this. Um, so there's lots of different ways you can, we can use this tool. Um, my hope would be that if even one person hands this off and shares this with, you know, a, a high school senior and they realize that, Hey, if I go into this uh, line of work, and I go to this university, it's going to be a lot of my take-home pay to the point where I'm not going to be able to live com comfortably after working my ass off for four years to get a degree. If I pivot, maybe go to this school or pivot and get this degree instead, um, then I'll be set. I'll actually make a lot more money. I had no idea that this degree only made that much money. I'd actually rather do this. I was kind of stuck between, but if I know that, you know, Option B makes double what option A makes. I think if my happiness was going to be the same, I'll go option B. If one person can use this tool to pivot and make one of those decisions, and even more importantly than that, 
even if they look at option A and B and option A makes less, but they think they're going to be happier doing option A, I'd rather have them go option A, but know what they're going to get out of uh, school with as far as debt and how long it's going to take them to pay it off. Those, that's exactly what I'm trying to solve with this. It's one of the key um, pieces of why I started this platform. And I'm really excited to give you guys all a sneak peek and explain to you what is up and coming. Um, what I would love from all of you, and this is just an ask that would help me greatly. You've listened to the last, what, 23 minutes of me explaining what this tool is going to look like and why I've been uh, motivated to work on it. If you're anyone who's listened to this, whether you know me or you don't, um, I would love any feedback. If you think this is something that would resonate with people, if you have anyone that you personally know that could use this, um, please point them in my direction. I would love to get a hold of them and get some early feedback. Um, I hope this can help some people. I hope this can be a resource for a ton of people. And I hope this my hope is that this platform and then this is one of many tools that I'm working on um, can actually help change lives. I mean, that that's the hope is that something that is very complex and confusing for someone who doesn't know a ton about it. The hope is that they can, you know, use this tool, listen to this platform and really start to understand personal finance and investing and just business acumen that is honestly way too hard to understand unless you're willing to do the time and the research to figure it out yourself. So that's the first tool. It's um, I don't have a name for it yet, to be completely honest, um, but it's going to help people understand the burden of student loans and um, what they can make once they go into a certain career field and whether that financially makes sense. I'll go into it in more detail in a future episode, but to give you guys a further sneak peek, that's that's tool number one. Again, I'm going to give this one out for free because this has been like a passion project of mine since I went through college and I would love to get this in as many hands as possible. The other things that I'm working on are other tools that are similar. So another issue that I ran into when I got out of school, once I, you know, actually after, you know, a year or so, uh, I wanted a new car. And again, this is another thing. It's like how much is okay to borrow for a car now? without getting into the weeds of, you know, the philosophies of, of leasing or buying or whether you should even take on any loan money to buy a car, depending on who the finance person is that you listen to a lot. Um, the whole point of that is just like, I had no idea. I had no idea. I had friends that were paying, you know, I had, I had, I had one buddy who I will not name names. When he hears this, he will know who, who I'm talking about that decided to buy his dream truck right out of college. It is the shit. It's a dope truck. Totally understand why he wanted to do it, but ended up costing him, I believe, like $750 a month in a car loan payment, which is a ton of money when you're just getting out of school unless you're making a shit ton of money. So there was someone like that. And then I had people all the way down to like, you know, still have their their parents' rusty beat down car that they're going to drive into the ground. So for me, when I was like, well, my car is getting old, I would like to get a new car. I'm making money. Um, how much can I sign up for it? That's another one that's, you know, a confusing, a confusing thing to dive into. And everyone had their own opinion when I went to talk to other people about it. So another tool will be just, you know, kind of the same thing, taking over what you make into this tool. Um, and it will allow you to pretty much calculate out uh, what a monthly payment will look like um, and making sure that makes sense for your budget. 
So car loans, that was one that I ran into. Another one is mortgages. Uh, if anyone has gone through the process of buying a home, it is complex as hell. There's tons of hidden fees. There's just all this hidden stuff that the banks make it 10 times harder to understand than it should. I remember talking to my wife and getting so frustrated when we bought our house. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm a finance professional. I've been working in finance for years. And this is making me bang my head across the desk. I, I don't understand why this is so confusing and why they make this so confusing. So also working on a tool for like home purchases, mortgages, um, you know, condos, anything where it's like real estate, going to have a whole tool for that. Um, and then the last one that I'll mention today is like a retirement planning tool. There's, there are some of those out there, um, but I want to make one that's a little more uh, simplistic and allows you to kind of consolidate all the different things you're working on for wealth management uh, to put into one place. And so that's just some sneak peeks. I'm really excited about all these tools. Um, it's kind of been in the hopper and things I've been thinking about and, and you know pondering for a while. Hopefully I'll have this first tool done soon and I'll be able to share it out with all of you. Uh, I got to figure out the way I'm going to share it out because I don't have a website yet and this is really a podcast platform at this point. So working on a lot of different things. But Thank you all for listening. I hope this uh, excites a lot of you. Again, if the biggest thing I can ask of all of you is give me feedback. If you're listening to this, um, you know, I am uh, shane.m.white on Instagram. That's the best place to find me. Um, I'm also at white underscore underscore Shane on Twitter. Uh, if any of you guys are listening and want to give me feedback, um, that would be the best two places to just find me, DM me, give me a follow. And um, would love to get your feedback. And then once the tool is out, um, like I said, it'll be free. And I would love it if anyone and all of you shared it out and got it into as many hands as possible. Like Again, I'm not going to get any money for this. It's just I want to help as many people as possible. So, um, And lastly, if you do have someone in mind that you think could benefit from this, please point them in my direction. I would love to either talk to them or just share with them what I'm working on to see if they'd be interested in giving it a shot when it's available. So thank you everybody for listening. As always, if you could uh, hit the like button, share with share this episode with your friends and continue to help me grow this platform. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for the support. I, I've been uh, amazed by the continued this the continued support, excuse me, and the uh, the growth of this podcast lately. Uh, it's been a lot of fun and it's been remarkable to see what 2020 has done uh, for Simply Finance with Shane White. So thanks everyone for listening. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you.